You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pets Mean Business on the lovely, amazing Pet Life Radio. I'm Jamie Migdal, your benevolent host, your kind host, the host who welcomes you to this next half hour of talking about stuff as it relates to entrepreneurship, as it relates to innovation, passion, expertise, all of the things that go into creating a business that is meaningful. And in this case, we're talking about creating businesses that are meaningful in the $60 billion pet industry. Oh my gosh. Every time I say that, I always think, did I say billion or million? Because it's crazy that it's billion. And there's space. There's room. We're just growing and growing and growing. Um, it just doesn't stop. There's no stop and end. There's no stop and there's no end in sight is my point. There's no end in sight every day. I hear of a new company, a new product, a new concept. People are doing amazing things, amazing people, innovating, conceptualizing, collaborating, everything that makes this industry so special. I've been doing this, I've been in the pet industry for 20 some years at this point, And I just, every day I am, at one point in the day, I am brought to chills, tears, mouth agape, what have you about what someone's doing. I had breakfast this morning with a friend of mine who owns this amazing dog walking company in Chicago, very successful, very well known, you know, just this incredibly smart person. And she made me cry at breakfast today because she was talking about what she wanted to do with her company and where she wanted to bring it and thought of these things that just the changes that she wants to bring to our industry and dog walking in our city of Chicago, just very cool stuff all the time. And, you know, so that's the whole point of the show, just cool people, cool things, entrepreneur to entrepreneur. And my goal is to inspire you to help you help you see something in yourself something great in yourself that perhaps you need a little bit of a push to take a chance or perhaps you need to reach out to somebody who could be of great assistance to you I am always here for you. You can always email me, text me, call me, smoke signal, Twitter, what have you, jamie at petliferadio.com. Anything you want, really, anything you need, of course, within reason. Um, and I am uh, I'm happy to help you realize your dreams as it relates to working in the pet industry. And it's a, like a brilliant industry to be a part of, so I highly recommend it. So if you're sitting there right now thinking, hmm, that kind of sounds interesting. You know, I've got this idea. I've got this kernel of an idea. I think maybe I might want to do something with it. How do I figure out? whether this is going to be something I can make money on. Is this something that people will be interested in? Let me tell you, today's guest, she is a great example of this. She is a great example of someone who probably had that exact same thought, which we'll find out. And I have her as a guest today because she is an example of how you can innovate within the pet industry and create things for people that they don't even know they need, which is the amazing part. And then once they have it, they think, how did I live without this? So my guest today, who we will meet after the break, her name is Lisa Hennessy, and she's the owner and the creator of Your Pet Chef. Okay, so Your Pet Chef, she makes personalized dog food using all human-grade ingredients delivered directly to her client's home in these pre-packaged portions. So think about this, and you will learn about her after the break. She decided that she had this desire and she had a she had a reason in her life. Her dog was diagnosed with an illness and her veterinarian said, do you think that you might be interested in making a special diet? She did, and the rest is history. So it's amazing how people come to this industry. They come to it via so many different channels. Lisa's story is awesome. I can't wait for her to share it with us. We will 
Meet Lisa and talk all about dog food, food dog stuff after the break. You're here listening to Pet Life Radio. This is Pets Mean Business. I'm Jamie Migdahl. We'll be right back. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, everybody, we're back. Hi, welcome back to Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio. I'm Jamie McDowell, your host. Happy to have you here. If you're listening at the top of the show, then you know we're talking about food, dog food. Um, not just any dog food, but custom-made, human-grade, quality, to-your-door delivery food. My guest today is the person who's doing all of that. Please, everybody, please welcome. Put your paws together for... I said that. Put your paws together for Lisa <laughs> Hennessy. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Jamie. How are you today? I Good, love you know, together. I know. Awesome. <laughs> you know what? I actually, and, and if any of my dear friends and colleagues are listening, they're going to be rolling their eyes because I really do not like pet puns as it comes to this stuff. But I, I think that it works sometimes. You have to just go with it. Yes, exactly. You do. You do. I know. I do the same thing. And my food helper rolls her eyes at me too and tells me I've gone to the dark side. And I'm like, that's ah, okay. The dark side is <laughs> fun to sometimes. The- <laughs> You've gone to the fur side. Oh, my God. We're stopping. We're stopping right, right now. No See? more. We got to stop. Oh my no God. more. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. Um, right, we have re- Okay, so we have to promise each other for our conversation, you and me, we are going to do no more. We're not. No more no pet more puns. puns. Are we in agreement? No All more. Right, no more I'm puns. done. I'm good. Yes. So... <laughs> Hi, Lee. So listen, before we really dive deep into you and what you're doing and and creating and and, and sharing all of your your stories and and inspiring folks with it, let me just make sure we get out your website and your Twitter handle. So for everyone who's at home or wherever you are listening and you have an access to the interwebs, you can check this out. Lisa, I will let you do the honors, please. Your website. Okay, great. Uh, Website is yourpetchef.com and our Twitter handle is at yourpetchef. Um, It's all pretty straightforward. Y-O-U-R-P-E-T-C-H-E-F dot com. It's got all of our information and Twitter. You know, we just kind of share different um, helpful hints, fun facts, you know, kind of try to make the day a little bit brighter and lighter. How often do you use social media? Um, Well, I go through spurts and that's, you know, an entrepreneurial problem. So some weeks I would say I, you know, maybe post once or twice a day and then there's other weeks where I don't post at all. And I know that's bad, but Sometimes no, you just, you know, come on. You're breaking the uh, first rule of entrepreneurship, especially on my show. I know. No, no I know. judgment, no self-negative judgment. I oh. mean, no, no, no. This okay. is not bad. This is not bad. This is yeah, where just, you're at. This is your journey. Right. And I mean, yes, it is part of the journey. And, you know, sometimes there just isn't time to go through it all and figure out, you know, oh, well, this is a great tip. It's funny. I was at a, a conference today that was like a networking conference. And I found that any person I met, I gave a tip to. And I'm like, you know what? I should, I'm meeting strangers. And a, a person came up to me and said, oh, my God, you make pet food. My dog is really anxious. And I said, you know what's great for an anxious dog? 
higher levels of magnesium in their food. Sheep's milk, yogurt, banana, spinach. And they looked at me, a crowd kind of gathered. They're like, what is she talking about? She's like, keeping my anxious dog calm. So, I mean, like, that's the stuff I need to post. But I just kind of share it with people and then I move on. So Well, I, I think, I, yeah. and that is, you know what, I actually, I totally get what you said, where you said, oh, that's so bad. Mm-hmm. But actually what it is, it's not bad because you have the, you have the entrepreneurial disease where it's so much better to live it live than to have to do it in a, yes. in a then that's the thing. Like that's where yes. you get, all, it's like you get high on being in front of people, sharing your passion and being mean yes. and being useful. I mean, it's all about being yes. useful. I mean, you're, listen, I think yes. that the pet industry, I think people in the pet industry, industry and yourself included. Listen, we are in the business to serve. I mean, we are in the business to serve. We serve people and we do that through their pets. Mm -hmm. And I think in your specific line of work, I mean, that's really serving people through their pets. So how did you, all right. So I mentioned in the intro, I mentioned Mm -hmm. in the intro that you, you got into this via a personal experience with your own dog. So, and that was a rough coat. So by the way, PS, I have to just do a quick sideline here. You are a collie person. Yes, I know you are too. Yes, Wait, I'm a collie person. Do we ever connect been a long on this? time? Do we ever connect um, on this? I don't think so. Yeah, Wait, I don't do think have, so. Do no, yeah, I'm a collie person too. Yeah, I have okay. collies. Can we just have uh, a Ralph moment? Collie. And I, can we can we have a moment yes. real quickly? Just let's just have a. Okay, I know we're we're not near each other, but can we have a hand holding collie moment. I yes. Do you just love that breed so much? Yes, so much, so much. I, they're just my ultimate favorite. We lost our old guy, our senior citizen, Gilmore, almost made it to 13. And he was a, like, belly here to the ground collie, you know, that kind of super-duper furry collie. And our boy we have now has smooth parents, and so he's not as full-coated. And it's like I miss that big, poofy boy. Like, I miss the big poofiness. I get it. I'm sure if people... Right. I'm sure if people saw my two-year-old, they'd be like, that's not enough hair for you. But, (laughs) you know, I mean, I'm just used to, you know, you're used to that lion kind of, like, that's how much coat he had. And, um, boy, I I miss that. I miss that. But um, How did you you get into Collies? How did you get, how did you find your breed? Here's the cliche, you know, four years old in preschool. No. And I played Lassie. No. So I played Lassie and my mother would be so mad because all of my pants had like holes in the knees because I would just like walk on all fours. So she never allowed us to have a pet. We were never allowed when we were growing up because she was not a pet person. The closest I got was like a stuffed animal Lassie. And when I I got an apartment when I was like 27 and I would allow I could have a collie. And that's when I got my first collie, Chauncey. And I've had him ever since. All right, that's yeah, great, I mean, we've, that's... you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. And that's why I, I started doing food because our collie Shelby was diagnosed with degenerative myelopathy, which is actually pretty rare for collie. And um, it just kind of means they can't hold up their back end anymore. The nerve endings degenerate and they're, they're not in pain. They just can't walk, which, you know, stinks. So this diet, yeah, it's very depressing. And because, you know, she was young, she was only eight and she couldn't move. And um, so like a research veterinarian had come up with a special diet that the ingredients would help slow the progression of the disease. And so I said, yeah, I'll do it. Now, you know, I'm from the South Side of Chicago. So, you know, we're Irish Catholics. We have a big family. This recipe had tofu in it. I didn't even know where to buy tofu. I'm like, what is it? What do you do? I had a Google, like I came in a package. I'm like, what do you do? It's like 
swill in a package. Like, what is this? <laughs> what is so, this hippie food? Yeah. What is this gross hippie food? What? This is a this what is, is this north- gross like <laughs> this is we North Cider this. food. We don't do this down here. Right? We don't do this. Like, what are you talking about, right? And <laughs> it was like awesome. a big thing of spinach. It was. I mean, and I'm like, there's no way she's gonna eat this. Oh my god, she gobbled it up. And we're like, okay, great. So it did help her for a while. And she ate like a queen. She was a fairy princess. Boy, she was living large. And, you know, when we did, you know, you do acupuncture, all those things to try to help. And we'd walk and swim and, you know, did as much as you could to have her have a good quality of life. And then, you know, the other dogs were like, uh, what what are we, chopped liver? (laughs) So I started, you know, I asked, talked to my vet and said, well, I should make food for them too. They kind of feel left out. So I started doing that. And um, I would make food for for them like once a month and fill up. We got an extra food freezer and fill up the freezer. And we kind of knew it would be a good idea. But, you know, when you work full time, I'm full time. Who works full time? 60, 70 hours a week. You can't really, it's very hard to start a business. So I am inherently lazy. So I always made the food by portion. So we had containers. You could take out a container, defrost it, and serve it. So anything to make it easy in the morning, when you get up, you can go. Feed them, go. So that's the kind of a concept I took when I decided to launch Your Pet Chef. I lost my job. I was a general manager, and my job was eliminated. And we said, you know what? Now's a good time. Let's give what, it a try. What year and was that? that? was three what, years ago. That was 2012. So yeah, I, there's, a say, there's a saying, and I'm not a uh, I'm not a religious person. I am a spiritual person, but but I don't I wouldn't call mm-hmm. myself religious. But there is a saying that I love, and I'm sure you've heard it before, especially as it relates to your story, which is God will do for you what you can't do for yourself. Right? Have you heard that yeah. before? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. take the God out of that and just call the universe or the guiding light or the rock on the street, right. whatever, whatever your thing is. But it's interesting. Yeah. Entre- you know, you're a, obviously you're a natural entrepreneur and you needed to be put in a position where you were able to exercise those muscles. And I, I yeah. find that the, I find that my favorite entrepreneurs and my favorite, um, my favorite passionate people are the ones that come at it from this angle of just coming at it really not on purpose, just falling into it. And right. then all of a sudden they're there and it's like this magic happens. So it's uh, right. it's really cool that this is your story. All right. So listen, we have a lot to talk about. And I want to dive a lot deeper. We're going to take a quick break, Lise. And when we okay. come back, we're going to talk about more about you and more about uh, about how it is that you market your business and what some of the pain points are. And maybe we can have a conversation about you know what the best advice you got around that stuff. We'll figure it out. We'll see where we go. Uh, I have a feeling all it's right. just it's going to be all awesome. All right, guys. So we're going to be back with Lisa Hennessy right after the break. Uh, go check out yourpetchef.com. In the meantime, I'm Jamie McDowell, your host, When Pets Mean Business. We'll be right back after this break. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com 
Calling all pet product manufacturers and pet experts. Let the public relations and marketing professionals at Whitegate PR get you featured in the news. I'm Dana Humphrey at Whitegate PR, and we have been specializing in pet product PR for over 10 years and can get your brand featured in the media from TV to radio to print to blogs. You can find out more at www.whitegatepr.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back, everybody, with uh, Lisa. Lisa Hennessy, my colleague. My colleague. You're like my, what do we call each other? Like colleague cousins? You're like the... Sure, that sounds good, but we I, said we weren't going to do puns, but that's okay. Okay, well, that's yeah, not really cousins it's, is good. Yeah, yeah that's just like it just rolls off your tongue. On break, Lisa right. and I were, it really does. On break, Lisa and I were just diving into, we couldn't help it. We just, we went on break, and the second we did, we just got into collie talk. And listen, I'll tell you, this yeah. is my first time, Lisa, I didn't share this. I've never, I've had dogs, as you can imagine, for 25 years, many dogs, many, 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 many dogs. That's a different show, a different time, a right. different topic. But this is my first purebred dog. I've never had a purebred. Oh. I've always had mixed breeds. Okay. So I feel like so elitist. Yeah. I have like purebred. Do you? I do. I well, feel very I, elitist. Here's what's funny. I have a rescue because I felt guilty only having purebred. Oh. So I adopted, I have, she, she actually kind of looks like a collie. She's kind of like a lamb and a golden together. But she, I think I was attracted to her because she looks like a collie. Mm-hmm. And she's afraid of life. And so she, I was life? like, well, she came light? into my life to wait, teach wait. me. Lisa, light what? or life? She's afraid of life? Life. L-I-F-E. Oh, okay. But okay. everything life has to bring, Lucy's afraid of. Mm. So we do, we do agility. We do all kinds of things. She's much better. But she came into my life to teach me a whole separate set of skills to work with dogs. Because colleagues, I mean, I don't know, they're all pretty laid back, easy going, mm-hmm. like everybody. Mm-hmm. And I never had a dog that wasn't like that. It's hard. It was well, hard. It's a real so, eye-opener. It's a real eye-opener when you yeah. realize you come from an easy dog life or an easy dog background. You just, you uh-huh. walk around assuming that this is just everyone's experience to some degree. Oh, they are. Right? Yeah, this kind yeah. of like, this is how it is to have a dog. And you expect everyone to have a similar type of experience. And then you get a mm-hmm. dog that's a challenge. And you realize how hard it is for people. And you yes. realize that people's really, I will say, and I don't feel bad about saying this, people suffer for their dogs. They suffer, like deeply they suffer. They do. Well, and it's interesting. I, I see that with my food. Because well, that's I what I was going to ask. Like, I was you, just going to say, you yeah. must see that. Tell me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, go, oh, please go down that path. So I many. So, so many people, if, you know, I mean, really, you know, anytime you talk about dogs, for the most part, most of my conversations go to poop. Okay. That's just the way it goes. It's dog people. Everybody talks about poop. We do. So you have a dog that doesn't really, you know, have really good poops. It's upsetting, not only to the dog, but to the owner. And I've had two or three different customers that for the lifespan of their dog, they never really had, you know, good poop. They ate my food and now they, like, I get hugged when I do deliveries. They're like, oh my God, he feels so much better. Everything's good. It's wonderful. I mean, because it's such a stress relief that you know now your dog feels better. Same with, you know, allergies or a hot spot. You know, you see your dog, you know, 
licking like crazy or itching like crazy, and then they don't, and you feel a relief from that. That's so rewarding for me. When I started Your Pet Chef, I said I wanted to do deliveries because I felt it was the right thing to do. It was kind of like a service that people would, I thought, expect. And then I thought, well, I'll use it for feedback. Every time I go, I'll say, what can I do that's better? What did you like? What didn't you like? You know, maybe what flavors did the dog not like? And I thought it's a great way to get feedback. Oh my gosh, it's been incredible. Because I get to see the transformation in the dog mm-hmm. and I get that firsthand feedback. It's been fantastic. What kind of I transformations do you, dog. What do you What do you see? Give me an oh, example see, of something you see. Whiter teeth, whiter teeth, leaner body, softer coats, shiny coats, leaned up. You know, some, you know, we would like to say they're overenjoyed. They overenjoy their food. So you have like a, you know, a plump pup, let's say, and they lean up and they're not hungry. You know, some dogs are always going to be hungry, a beagle, a lab. But I mean, you know, they're not starving by a lab or a beagle. They're always hungry 24-7. But, you know, the food fills them up, but not with empty calories. They're really eating good quality food. Wait, I have a question before we go further. Has this yes. changed? Have you noticed that this has changed your clients' eating habits? Has anyone ever reported to you that since they started providing their dogs such a high-quality diet that they've been influenced or they've been motivated to do that for themselves? Yes. Yes. A lot of mm-hmm. them have. But it usually comes the other way around. It's mm-hmm. usually people who know that, you know, like they eat really well and mm-hmm. they want their dogs to eat the same way. But there are a lot of people that definitely start to eat better because they see what the dogs eat. I get emails from people that say, my dog eats better than all of us. Yeah, and so we too. know we need to eat better now. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I had one dog that, you know, she's, you know, got a lot of energy. She's a young dog. And so we feed her extra calories. And her, her mom emailed me and was like, I just think, you know, she only gets, we cook her sweet potatoes for a treat. I mean, seriously, the dog eats like a, she eats like a princess. And she's like, now I'm starting to do that for myself. I'm starting to do it for my kids. Like make healthier snacks. Mm -hmm. That's really, I mean, that's really really, changing people's lives. Yeah. Changing people's lives. Yes. And it was nothing I ever had imagined when we started it. It's so rewarding. You know, some days, you know, like you think, oh, man, I got to go do all these deliveries. But it's so fun to see everybody. And well, it's actually, fun. I mean, oh, I love seeing the dog. Well, here, listen, you know, this, I mean, this leads me to a whole other set of questions and a whole, my, my mind just went in a whole different direction as it relates to you and your company wow. and what you're doing. So you're, you're doing the deliveries by yourself. So you're going out. Do you do this every day? Is it certain food day, delivery days? How do you structure your life? My life is structured that Mondays through like Thursday, let's say, we make food. And then Thursday-ish, Friday and Saturday, I do delivery. So I do have my food helper will help me do delivery. But there's, you know, I have a lot of people that I see every, you know, we do them kind of every two weeks or every four weeks. And how do people find out about you? How, like, how are these folks finding out um, about A lot of people, I would say, you know, I go to local trade shows. People kind of Google healthy dog food and I get inquiries from across the country. I do ship. I do have customers across the United States. A lot of referrals. And um, I'm finding in the last several months, a lot of people kind of just do like a local search. And so they're finding like, I want to find someone within five miles of me. I've been getting a lot of calls. So it's just kind of referrals are probably the biggest one because, you know, if someone, you know, sees a difference in their dog and then they tell their neighbor, they tell their sister, they tell their friend. And I've also been working with several of the breed rescue groups. And that's been um, crazy. 
That's so, really smart. Um, English, yeah, I mean, you know, the King Charles Cavalier Spaniel, I think I feed like 15 or 20 of them. So how and, do you, um, do you ever reach a point where you can't, I mean, are you, as you look down the future, or you look at the future roadmap mm-hmm. of your company and you think about what you're doing now and how you're doing it operationally, is there a mm-hmm. point that you have to change your model? Do you see that coming or do you, have you already, have you already solved for that problem? I know when I reach a certain customer point that I would have to like find a place. Here's where I'm different. My background is in purchasing operations and manufacturing. Mm. So I'm a process person and everything that I created for this is scalable. So if I got an order for 500 of something, I'd be able to ramp that up really quickly. Sales and marketing is where I struggle because that was always, you know, kind of in the traditional corporate environment, that was kind of always like your arch rival. So, you know, believe me, I more than one time I said, how hard could it be this stuff sells itself? Ooh, I eat those words, let me tell you, because it's hard. It's really hard. And so that's where it, you know, like that's where I kind of maybe question myself, should I do this? I'm not really sure. And then I just say, well, I'm going to go for it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I learn from it and we move on to the next thing. So I'm always willing to kind of try. You said you went to a conference today. You were at a business conference. Yeah. or this. So do you go to those places to help you fill in some of those gaps that you're talking about? What is your goal yeah. when you go to a marketing, con- when you go to a business conference what? or a workshop or something? I, it was twofold. It, one of them was to network, to just kind of see who I could meet, who might be able to help me. I might be able to help them. And the second is always, I'm always looking for a good idea. I'm always looking for, well, maybe that'll help me. And to the full disclosure, Bill Rancic was there today. And one of my goals today was to hand him my business card. And? <laughs> so and? And that didn't work because I was networking, talking to a guy who is a major distributor of pet products into Kmart, Walmart, Walgreens, and CVS. Oh, well, that's a good conversation. Right. So I figured it was okay that Bill Rancic ran it back because I was like, well, okay, I'm talking to this guy and he might be able to really help me out more. So, I mean, I met all kinds of people today. I mean, I'm not, no, no, I'm not shy. I'll go up and talk to anybody. And I'm always kind of the nerd with, uh, I always have my logo shirt on. So everyone knows I'm your pet chef. And people come up and say, oh, you're your pet chef. Yeah, yeah, I am. You're supposed to do that, right? Isn't that marketing 101? Yeah, I was going to say, for someone who is a self-professed, not marketing, not a non-marketing mind, I think that's your number one. I love when business owners, I love when I see business owners wearing their garb. I'll tell you, in Chicago, where we live, I don't know if you know this, but the CEO of Match.com lives in Chicago. And oh. and is actually a neighbor of mine lives in the same neighborhood in Chicago. Not an actual neighbor because obviously his house is much nicer than mine. Um, but <laughs> but the point is that our, I've run into him several times, Walgreens, playgrounds with his kids, my kids. And he's always always wearing he's he's the founder of okay cupid but now he's the he's the uh, ceo of match.com he is okay. always wearing okay cupid t-shirts and hats i mean this yeah. man is uber successful and very as i would assume very very wealthy and i've never ever seen him anywhere and we also work together at that at the incubator here in chicago 1871 he has an office there so i've seen right. him around for a long time i've never seen this man not wearing logo wear at that level he still right. sports logo wear and i just feel like that is just um what a very thoughtful thing to do as a business owner to always be just proud of your logo and proud of your business yeah. and putting, it, putting it out there so i give you a lot of kudos 
kudos to you, lady. Well, thanks. Truly, kudos yeah, to I you. Yeah, I am proud of I am proud of it. I mean, I'm proud of, you know, how we came up with the name. It's very inclusive. It says what we do. And it also allows that we started with dogs because dogs are easy to please for the most part. We can always expand to cats. We can expand to, I've had people say, can you make food for my ferrets? I actually made treats for an African gray parrot last week. So, I mean, the possibilities are endless, but, you know, cats are a little more difficult just because they're a little more finicky. So I've got a few test kitchen uh, recipes with some kitties that are, you know, I feed their dogs and and just to see if they like them. They're just a little more finicky. So we haven't launched kitty food yet. Uh, I would imagine that any cat, I think cats are probably like raising their hands, raising their paws. I'll be your test case. I'll be your test case. (laughs) So throw throw some meat my way. Well, speaking of, I I would imagine, (laughs) speaking of like scaling your business and doing things and being innovative, Mm -hmm. which is all part of being in this space or any space, what are some things, I feel like I have some idea and I've heard a little bit that you have some things coming up that you're working on. Can you share that stuff? Uh, Yes. We've got um, a couple things which are kind of fun. We just launched a new line of treats. And I was really reluctant to launch treats because I think a lot of people do treats. So what we did that was different was it's really our food recipe. So it's not really a wasted calorie. It's actually nutritional. And they just come in a smaller package and we dehydrate them. So I probably have ADD, I would imagine. So I always have to amuse myself and come up with fun names. So like right now, we're doing summer barbecue-inspired flavors. So we have like cheeseburger, hot dog with garden relish, and hash brown casserole with chicken. So just kind of try to make it fun and interesting. They smell good. They smell Mm -hmm. like food, not like dog treats. We also are working with one local restaurant, hopefully more, to create a menu for dogs when they come in. So when their owners come in and order, you know, a cocktail and some appetizers, the dog can also order some food. We've got, you know, snoutful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've got, like, snoutful of Sunday meatball surprise. You know, just kind of, oh, I, oh, my other one, get me some gratin. What was the last one? Get me some gratin, like gratin, like all gratin, but it's gratin. I got it. I got it. That's awesome. Let's talk about puns. Like I said, I need to amuse myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, people think it's all really funny. I mean, sometimes I'm rolling my eyes and people are cracking up. I'm like, okay, I'll go with it. It's fine. So we're working with that. We're giving him some samples to see what he likes. And um, and we also have a, (laughs) it's kind of funny, non-dog people roll their eyes at me. A hot lunch program. So there's a lot of doggy daycares. Right. And um, we have hot lunches. So a lot of them are based off of regular meat meals. So like we have beef stew or chicken pot pie, pork chops and applesauce for those Brady Bunch fans. So they're just kind of our food that it's like a treat, but it doesn't have all of our extra nutritional value. So it's really kind of a snack. I was going to say, it's, prob- um, it's more like, we, a, I, I think it's more of like a, it seems like more of a luxury add-on for those yes, folks. Yeah. Right. That's- and the beauty of this is the places that do boarding, a lot of times if a dog is in boarding, they might get nervous or anxious and they might, you know, want to go back to poop, you know, not have good poop. Right. So one of the big places out south, uh, Positively Heaven, she sure. would always have like a crock pot with turkey and some sweet potatoes going. Oh, that's smart. So I make her bars with turkey and sweet potatoes. She defrosts them and gives them to the dog. So it was kind of like we initially made these bars for a hot lunch, and then they turned into being a whole separate great advantage for them. 
What a so, great way. Know, I mean, you know, very, well, it's smart. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. That's part of being an entrepreneur and that's part about innovation is yeah. about seeing what people are doing and how you can kind of integrate yeah. what you're doing and then create something new from that. Lisa, you really are, yeah. honestly, you are like the quintessential entrepreneur. I mean, it's like you are the, yeah, you are. And I hope that folks are hearing this. And I feel like if I weren't already an entrepreneur, I would be very, I mean, I already am inspired by you. I think everything we've talked about is really cool. And, I, and what I know about you, obviously, I've been very impressed with, but like, I feel inspired by you. You just, you came into this in such a very natural way, very organic, very, very mm-hmm. meaningful. And I just, I think that speaks to people. And I think that also, I think that somehow, I think that also solidifies your success I and mean, that you're already successful. And now because mm-hmm. of that, you're just, just mounting for you. You're, you're really incredible. And I, I'm wishing you the well, best thanks. and best of luck. I just think what you're doing is super special, super cool. If people want to check you out, obviously thanks. we've already shared your petchef.com. Um, mm-hmm. You've had some nice PR, I've noticed as well, which I think is fantastic. Yes, yes that's brilliant. Well, we'll put- that's, you know, the, the entrepreneurial journey, build the media kit. That's right. So that's um, right. that was one of the things, you know, build, create content, build the media kit. And yep. yeah, I've been pretty, I think because I have such a niche and I, um, I don't know, I think I, I have a little bit of a flair for maybe writing some BS. I don't know. Well, I've been able listen. to really <laughs> get into a lot of things. Uh, do you okay so by the way that so so like that's also the entrepreneurial secret that a lot of it is just bs but it's bs that comes from somewhere really meaningful like it's real bs it's not true it's like it's like you just there's ways that we have to communicate things and what seems obvious to us is not always obvious to others and in order to really have that materialize it sometimes does feel like there's a little bs involved but it's really just it's really not it's just it's about artful language that's what it is yeah, see, there you go. And I feel like we've had great artful language today talking here on this wonderful, uh, on, on this amazing, like this show is great, right? I feel like it's like a great show. Yeah. Where else are we, where else are people going to like, it is good. And I'm not just saying that because it's mine. No. I think that, I think really like this is a good show because where else are people going to hear this kind of inspirational story and get, and, and really like have us dive into it and get to know you and hear about some of your challenges. And you've been so vulnerable and so honest and so fun. And I really appreciate it. And I've just had Thanks. such a great time with you, Lisa. Really great time with Thanks. you. Thanks. You're welcome. I, I appreciate sharing my story, and and it'd be great to inspire someone else. That I mean, I love that. That's why I love going to events like today. You figure you could give one person a great idea. I'm happy. You know, it makes me happy. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, there you go. Um, you heard it right from the pet chef's mouth. It's all about. It's, <laughs> it's all about. It is. It is all about inspiring other people, regardless yeah. of your industry, regardless of your path, regardless of your journey, regardless of your of the things that you think are in your way. You are always. Uh, you are always in a position to inspire someone and to be inspired, and that mm-hmm. is. That is sounds a little cheesy, but it's uh, really, really true. And I yeah. love to be in a position to be able to talk about it with folks like you. So, Lisa, thank you very much thank for your time today. It's been wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome, everybody. Thank You're welcome, of course. Uh, you can check out PetLifeRadio.com and go to my page, Pets Mean Business, and you can see some links here that we'll put up for Lisa. And you can check out stuff that we've uh, heard some, you know, some stuff, supportive stuff. And if you need me, cool. Jamie at PetLifeRadio.com, Twitter, uh, Pets Mean Business, blah, 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 all that stuff. Just if you need me, find me. I'm here for you. I've really enjoyed the time that I've had with you today. It's really special and meaningful and important you. to me. You're welcome. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on Pets Mean Business on Pet Life Radio Network. I'm Jamie Migdahl, and I thank you so much. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.